1: And may the works this day of be of the highest good for all present, and those listening, so mote it be. The circle is cast.
0: What about the work that keeps growing as you do it? Welcome to our community, Solanox Silverstar, the 107th episode of Three Pagans and a Cat. Our opening today is courtesy of our guest, Wiccan High Priestess and ordained clergy member, Solanox Silverstar. Thanks to Velocity Rose for our intro music. You can find more of their work at VelocityRose.com. You may
1: call me Ode.
2: You can call me Carr, I'm Ode's father
1: very neat. My name is Gwynn Ode's oh, mother. <laughs> is- Alright, hold on. we got
2: some things we got to do here.
1: Um, we, have, we have housekeeping. Uh, okay. We do have uh-huh. some
2: housekeeping that needs to be done, so let's do that real quick.
0: Car, car is sounding very <laughs> monotone because you forgot to hit record, so we're doing this again. This you know is, what? This is a take you, two? Didn't, you didn't have
2: to tell anybody <laughs> of that shit.
0: Listen, if you didn't want to tell people you should have been more enthusiastic in your voice. That's tone. right. You should you know, and
1: the sad thing is there was some really good shit that we talked about. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> so now that is part of the lost segment. Yes. That <laughs> is floating out in the ether that only our, okay, our 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 live listeners our live listeners at this moment got to experience. Okay. Okay, you guys do making fun of me now. Yeah. No. Right. All right, cool.
2: No. We have new one new hunter, it's Loriani. Lee Knapp. Fuck it. I got it right twice. You exactly. did. God, Good. Dang. And Rose oh, oh, And... All
1: <laughs> right. And then we have two new cats, Summer McCann. So we would like to say thank you and welcome to our our new, our new cat and hunters. That's right. And we love you all. Just like we love all of our listeners and everybody who supports the podcast. Mm-hmm. So thank you for helping us out.
0: Uh, and then we have our housekeeping. So car yeah (laughs) so i do
2: this zoom call where i sometimes show up and sometimes i don't because other shit's going on in my life like watching sister act or maybe i pop into the wrong room (laughs) and uh don't do it that way but you can join the zoom call (laughs) it's posted everywhere that we post shit and and you can find it there it's two o'clock every sunday eastern standard time it's a lot of of fun Uh, most of the time. Probably not right now. But it's, <laughs> trust me, next okay. Sunday at 2, I will be great. <laughs> I, need to,
0: I need
1: to just breathe. Oh, I'm breathe. fine. answer calm. In answer <laughs> calm, Johnson. I'm actually fine. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. And then on Monday mornings at 8 a.m., I lead a guided meditation on the Facebook page. And then on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, I lead a book club that is part of a Zoom call. And we're going through How to Be an Anti-Racist by Ibram X. Kendi. And we're on Chapter 9. And it doesn't matter if you haven't read it previously, you are welcome to join us. We've been having a good time. Uh, and then Tuesday, a new thing is starting. Oh,
2: yeah, okay. yeah. So Tuesday, Sarenth Odinson, Malik Odinson, who are not related,
1: <laughs> and by spiritually. yes, spiritually,
2: and myself will be starting three pot. That's three pagans on tap. And uh,
1: I know, and it really doesn't sound like it has anything to do with alcohol. And the,
2: and the three of us together are known as the three pots.
1: Uh-huh. Uh But
2: but we'll be talking about alcohol and non-alcoholic drinks, mocktails, how they relate to our pagan path. How they relate to the gods we work with or gods we don't work with that they think they, that we think they work with. That 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 you think,
0: hey, there's a, I see a sense of vibe. Right,
2: exactly. Um, and bullshit. also, we'll yeah. be completely reviewing those alcoholic beverages as well. This started oddly enough because of the Zoom call. <laughs> we noticed people were taking notes on some of the alcohol we talked about.
1: So <laughs> alcohol and non-alcohol. Yep. Correct. Yep. Yes,
2: we are doing both. So
0: mocktails. Yep.
2: So that's it on that one.
0: Pot is not going to be a podcast. That's nope. going to be YouTube. on a YouTube, YouTube channel, channel, which you can already find. There's no content yet, but there will be on Tuesday. And remember
1: right. to subscribe and click the bell because subscribing doesn't count anymore. That's right. Got to hit the bell for I notifications. Yeah.
2: So just remember, do the little ding <laughs> <laughs> oh Is
1: my. that how you're going to do that? <laughs> from now on. <laughs> oh no.
2: From now on,
1: that's <laughs> the way it is. Do the remember, do the ding-a-ling. <laughs> you know, I feel like our <laughs> previous <laughs> opening was so much better. <laughs>
0: that's just how it is. All right. Let us once again <sighs> introduce our guest, Solanox Silverstar. Solanox, hello. Welcome,
3: Solanox. Hello. Nice to be back. <laughs>
2: Now, the funny thing is, I literally, like, just saw Solenox.
3: Uh-huh, yeah.
2: Not, not, like, seconds ago when we tried to do the intro (laughs) the first time and I forgot to hit record. Not even a half an hour ago when I saw them so we could test stuff, but a week ago.
1: When, when they were hanging out on. the brewery, hailed when we got hailed, hailed, hailed on, yep. Yes. So With extremely localized, hail. and it wasn't a, a friendly hail. It was like no, it was uh, it
2: massive. Yeah. It wasn't people driving by going <laughs> hey. No. it
3: was like, I called my insurance company hail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was
0: put. It was cracks <laughs> in Solanoxes. when cracks
3: in my hand. windshield, which yeah. we did not experience
1: here at the, house. We, at the house, even yeah. though we lived like maybe ten minutes from the yeah. brewery. So it was weird. It yeah. was just weird. Very small localized hailstorm. Yep, yeah. world's smallest. Yeah.
0: So, okay. We're going to backtrack a little bit, Uh, (laughs) Solanox. Please introduce yourself and tell us how you got, where you are, and what it is you do.
3: All right. So, I'm Solanox Silverstar. I'm a second-degree priestess in the wise ATC tradition. ATC is the Aquarian Tabernacle Church. I'm a graduate of the Wolstenstein Theological Seminary. And I teach there now. I teach the senior classes, and I will be offering a Norse myth class this fall, which is an elective that is open to anybody. You don't have to be a regular student. You can do a la carte electives at the, the seminary. So if you're interested. Oh, is that so? <laughs> Hello. I'm interested, too. <laughs> that is so. Is that online? Yeah. Yeah. So if you go to edu. You can sign up, and you can take any electives that you want, or you can do the full thing. We offer degrees. We have an associate's in Wiccan ministry and a bachelor's in Wiccan ministry. Occasionally, the master's and doctorate programs are open, depending on how many we have enrolled. <laughs> but wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's a awesome opportunity. It's, it's really cool because you get to learn from a lot of different teachers instead of just one. So you get a much broader view of things. We have teachers from around the world. So it's, it's really that nice. Sounds very yeah, exciting. That sounds very cool. And I'm, I'm very
0: interested yeah, in same. taking this class. How
1: did you get started with Weavers of the Web? Cause that's uh, what you're doing now. You can tell us a little bit more if you'd like about how you got started in, in Wicca. In Wicca yeah.
0: Cause you mentioned uh, when you were 15, you, you were introduced to Wicca. I
3: grew up in Texas. And when I was fifteen, that was uh, what nineteen ninety one. So kind of the height of the satanic panic and in the heaps of it down there and I was working in the school store one day, and the guy I was working with had this book sticking out of his backpack. And I look, and it's this bright blue book. and It has a giant pentagram on the back oh, of it. I know that book. <laughs> I said, "Well, that's interesting." So I asked if I could look at it. He said, "Sure." So I pulled it out, and I just spent the entire rest of the period looking at this book. And I said, "Can I take it home with me?" He said, "Sure." So I took it home with me, and I could not put it down until my mother gave my gave, I think my mother gave it two days, and she said, "Get that." thing out of my house mm-hmm. <laughs> but I was I was already hooked. at least you
0: got the two-day grace period that's right
3: I, I got a few days grace well and, and it happened that I ended up going to college later that same year so then I collect my books and my mother couldn't say anything about it because they were in my dorm room <laughs> <laughs> and for those who aren't familiar that would be Buckland's blue book Buckland's complete book of witchcraft in which he lays out the Cax Wicca tradition I've never followed that tradition entirely. Um, But it still spoke to my heart, the essence of what Wicca is, no matter what tradition you're in, really spoke to my heart. Coming from that Baptist, Presbyterian, Southern Christian background, all of life that goes along with being part of the church. Get together potlucks and all of those things. And, and not just my church. There were how many churches at the small town that we were in? Yeah. And mm-hmm. I had friends that went to all of them. So I went to Sunday school and Sunday services, youth group activities at all of the churches in town. When I found Wicca... I had nothing and nobody. I met a few people when I went to college at University of North Texas. So a very lonely, very solid path. And I always had this dream of being able to create for paganism the kind of community that I grew up in in Christianity. And when I found... Tabernacle Church, um, through an affiliate 2010, I saw that possibility. And so I started training in 2012, formally. I got my first ordination, second degree in 2014. And founded Weaver's The Web in 2018 to try and create that community for the Lansing, Michigan area. That's
1: very
0: Very cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. I know that's something Carr has struggled with moving into paganism is sort of the lack of a built-in community.
1: Mm -hmm. There was that sense of community that you got from going to Sunday school or going to youth groups or or whatever that can be very hard to find when you leave the church Mm -hmm. for something else, especially in the pagan community. It can be hard to find other pagans. Or if you're in an area that's very conservative, very Christian, mm-hmm. you end up being by yourself. And even so, if
0: you can, and I have read a little bit of your old blog, Solenox, which you haven't updated in several years. <laughs> um,
3: but, uh, yeah, I well, I've been busy with Weavers of the Web, honestly. Yeah. that's that's the truth. That's, that's legit because you're.
0: I've, I've also seen Weavers of the Web's Facebook page, and you are extremely active there. Mm-hmm. Something I noticed on your blog was you had a a post about sort of the difference between a covenant and a church Mm -hmm. and that they provide different things for the community. You want to talk a little bit about that?
3: You know, a coven is a group of people who are all studying and all actively working to be their own priest priestess, which everybody is trying to be better, trying to learn, trying to work magic. Okay. Mm -hmm. Church provides a space for people who share the belief but maybe don't have the inclination or talent to pursue the training themselves and it provides that community where you don't have to study you don't have to initiate but you can show up at my circles and celebrate the sabbaths with me and worship the old ones with me that's nice
1: it's like a a speaker lane people
3: yes exactly Mm -hmm.
2: And that's what we tried to start, well, we did start, when we were up in Grand Rapids with Communitas Paganas.
1: Right, which was, it was a discussion group. Right. Right. Rather than like a church, we didn't do celebrations necessarily, but yeah, that's sort of fun. I do want to ask, Because, you know, I have problems with the word church. That brings up Christian connotations for me. And I'm sure that there's a lot of other people who are now pagan, whatever they are, are. that also have that. It just tweaks something in me that just makes me go, yeah, no. I don't want to be part of something that's called a church. People have the same issue with the word prayer and things like yeah.
3: that. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So how do you address this? If you have a better word, let me know. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the thing.
0: I, I think there's something important in reclaiming those terms, right? They don't have to be Christian exclusive.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, they weren't originally. Exactly. Like right.
1: that, like, why should we let them keep those words? Like, for instance, when we did Communitas Paganas, we called it Communitas. Right, yeah. Right, um, sure. You know, could we... But if we
3: weren't designing a church. Well, that's true. I mean, but if I mean, what you're designing is fundamentally a church, call it a church. I mean, Rana says, I'm wondering how often the guest gets, oh, you do church, so you believe in God, too. I don't know that I get that very often because I do walk around with a pentacle and a Hecate's wheel on me all the time. But I will say that it has been convenient... In homeschool circles, to occasionally be able to say, "Yeah," so we were at church last weekend, and <laughs>
2: right. <laughs> right, and we did that when we did community fast mm-hmm. Is we held it on Wednesdays,
1: yeah, which is a normal church groups,
2: during night. Yeah.
1: yeah, it can be very and, nice for people,
2: and so people could tell, like, and we held it
3: in the basement of a church, right?
2: And but people could thank you. You use
3: yep, yeah, Rana, if you're Baptist, Wednesday is church night.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they've done that, and, so, and they could say. You know, oh, well, I'm, I'm going to church and mom and dad or, yeah,
1: would not or whoever
2: it. wouldn't question mm-hmm. it because, yo, you're going to
1: church. Cool. No, so, I just wanted to bring up the question because, you know, I know that, and there's some people commenting in, in the, the discord. discord. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, it makes them, feel I,
0: uncomfortable. I get that. I, this is maybe like a rough position to take, but I feel like that's a personal shadow work issue more than a community issue.
1: Probably. I think Probably, that makes yeah, sense. Good. Like
0: you feel badly about this because of a personal wound more than anything. The word doesn't, necessarily mean Mm -hmm, christian christian prayer they just mean you know religious community i
3: saw a meme on facebook within the last day or so that kind of brought up the same point of complaining about people who bitch about organized religion i just can't say i don't have a problem with christianity i just don't like organized religion well no actually what they don't like is christian organized religion Is what they have a problem with. It's not church that we have a problem with. It's Christian church. Yeah.
0: Because not every church has to be pagan. Churches don't have to be structured the way that Christian churches are. Mm-hmm. We just d- we can decide what our churches look like. But the That's term true. still has you know the term still means a specific thing distinct from you know a discussion group or a study group. Right. or
1: I'm I'm looking at the the origin of the word church, which is actually uh, Greek, which was ecclesia, which just means gathering of the summoned. Mm-hmm. You know, if, I would assume that then. And that for people who are uncomfortable with the word church, who don't want to use that for their group, they could find they could use words like gathering or something like that if it made them feel more comfortable. I'm just saying
2: that church church is also a town in Lancashire, England, so or a (laughs) village. So you can just say it's based on that.
1: I I know it's not
3: an issue for some people. Scooby-Points out that temples temple sounds so much cooler than church <laughs> as it happens. That's what we have called our project that we have. We are on a mission at Weavers of the Web to obtain property and building so that we have a place for pagans to meet all pagans, not just Weavers mm-hmm. of the Web. And we call it the Lansing Temple Project or just the Temple How Project. How's it going, by the way? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's it- – Hello. <laughs> Hello. we had gotten off to a good start from last october it was when we really kicked off the fundraising and uh and then corona hit. yeah and it's been really tough for everybody this year
0: yeah that's slowed pretty much everything down mm-hmm.
2: but you are at least at this point i believe the official organization that'll get money from convocation should we have convocation
3: yeah yeah, we, we were designated the official charity for convocation 2020. Awesome. So
1: I do love the idea of like what you're doing and, and creating a, a safe space for pagans of any tradition to get together and to be able to worship or take classes or hopefully ultimately have a temple space or, you know, that you're going to create. I wanted to ask because obviously you're a priestess. Um, I just read, I can't remember. I don't think it was John Beckett, but it was someone recently. Someone on Patheos, someone on Patheos just wrote a, a blog post. About the necessity of creating clergy within paganism to legitimize paganism for outside religion for institutions like hospitals the military the uh, the justice system so that it's easier for pagan practitioners to say i'd like to call my priest or my priestess come and minister to me um jails and that sort of thing how do you fall in that in that debate because i know that some people are like it's making us too centralized actually that's
3: one of the missions of the aquarian topical church is to provide professional training for clergy one of the things that our tradition does a little bit differently than a lot of other Wiccan traditions is we have, you could say, four standard degrees before you get into elder and crossover and all of that. Our first initiation level is dedicant, not initiate, but mm-hmm. dedicant. And that's somebody who's taking the time to learn about our tradition and uh, learn the way to learn how to cat circle and devote themselves. Our first degree is closer to what second degrees tend to be in other traditions, and our second degrees are closer to Mm thirds. And another thing that makes the ATC unique is that our third degrees can be revoked. In order to be a third degree in the ATC, in the wise tradition, you have to be conducting an ongoing great work some kind of service to the pagan community. So for me, that's running a church, uh, running an affiliate. For other people, it might be running a food pantry, doing a prison ministry, work on with a publishing house. There's, there's a lot of different things, but you have to be actively doing service to the community in order to maintain third-degree status in the wise tradition. We also... Generally, most wise priestesses require their students to enroll in the seminary, and that is to provide that legitimate in the training. So our second degrees are generally graduates of the seminary, and so they have that paperwork to show to somebody else. This is, this is an, an actual school that we've been to, we've been trained, we have, we, we've shown we can do the work. And then take that and move to chaplaincy work, prison chaplaincy, hospital ministry, what have you. And have that perfect backing behind it. I can see the value in that, honestly.
0: My only hesitation with that would be that getting a degree is expensive, so you're mm. sort of putting a, a, a class um,
3: restriction on getting that level of initiation? Not necessarily. We have scholarships, and we have work-study programs. Anybody who can commit to doing 10 hours a week of volunteer work for the mother church at the seminary you can generally get a work study scholarship approved, and then you only pay a $10 a month tech fee. That's okay. very cool. That's my my
0: concern is the uh, problem. Is- oh.
3: The, the paid tuition is, it's, a uh, it's not by the class if you're a fully enrolled student. It's by the month and it's a sliding scale. The, uh, if I remember correctly starts around $35. Oh, that's incredible. That's very, really,
0: yeah, really, really good. That's very fair. Excellent. That's
3: good stuff to know. Do try to make it accessible. How do you work with people who
1: maybe are coming from another tradition who they would be adding Wicca to what they already do? Like, do the participants have to be Wicca only or only with your tradition or can they? In the Seminary? No, I have, I have a student now who's an OTO priestess. She's not Wiccan at all. That's very cool. Because that would be my main concern is like people see Wicca and they think, oh, I can only, get, I, can I can only, a Wiccan. I, I can only do this if I'm a Wiccan. Yeah. But um, that's cool that it's open to people of other traditions. Yeah. And I know from talking to
2: Solonox that Solanox is adding kind of the Norse tradition stuff to Wicca. Mm-hmm. Sort of syncretizing. S- sort of syncretizing those two together, which I think is scope.
0: Yeah, I think actually the the first time I ever I don't want to say met, but saw Solanox was my very first convocation I think, or maybe it was my first MPF where I attended a class on Loki that you did. Oh, really? Yeah. You were there? Yeah, that, was, that was my first exposure to you.
3: The whole Norse thing. So, most of the um, ATC wise tradition affiliates focus on the Greek pantheon. And there are some who work with Egyptian but it's mostly greek. Mm-hmm. I got called uh, by Loki back in 2013 and host to him in 2016. And I had I had no idea who these gods were when that started. Not not a clue. I had never heard of Loki and Odin and Freya other than in passing because I'm not I'm not a comics fan either. Mm-hmm. But they happened to be the gods of my ancestry. The more I learned about them and the more I worked with them, the more I felt comfortable, more comfortable with that pantheon than, than the other. Mm-hmm. So what I'm working on is creating, we have a, a tool that we use in the wise tradition called the Wheel of Vice. And you can see those up for sale on our websites and such. It's, um, it's kind of the foundation of how our tradition works because it lays everything out in a very symmetrical wheel. So we have elements, zodiac, runes, tarot cards, seasons, sabbats, lunar phases, Egyptian deities, Greek deities. All of that goes together in one syncretized wheel and everything sinks up. So what I'm working on is adding the Norse pantheon and mythology to that wheel and figuring out where everything would go given the mysteries that we focus on. In our wheel of the year. That's very cool. That is very very cool.
0: We like syncretizing here on this podcast. Yes, we <laughs> like syncretizing a lot
1: because I I work with Greek, Celtic, and on um, Norse mm-hmm. deities in my own private practice. Yeah, I think that's uh, great. We're definitely we're syncretizing. If we
0: want to if we want to practice together, we have to syncretize. Right, yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> that's I think that's important that people can come together and worship regardless of what path they are. And it sounds like that's something that you embrace at weavers of the web
3: oh yeah and one of the things that we look forward to with the temple project is um once we have our space and you know we've got we've got our visions for that i want indoor and outdoor ritual space gardens Mm. room for the food pantry and a store and all of that stuff and i want to be able to share that space with people of other paths so You know, I'm with that's my path. That's what I do. That's what I practice. But I want to be able to open it up and say, hey, you do you do voodoo, you do heathenry, you do reconstructionism, whatever it is, come in and use our space. Mm -hmm. Teach to my people. I'll teach to your people. Let's have workshops together. Let's get together and have a festival. I want it to be for everybody. Weaver's Fest would be great. Weaver's (laughs) Fest.
1: We totally get behind that. That sounds like an awesome, awesome opportunity to be part of, a, you know, the larger community, Mm -hmm. which is what it sounds like that's what you're embracing is bringing the larger community together because we're all so individual (laughs) out of necessity. A lot of solitaries. A lot of solitaries. Mm -hmm. And even covens, you know, they tend to be that are, you know, physical on location in the same city gardens, it's hard for people to find each other. To cross pollinate. To cross pollinate as it were, as O just said. But to have something like what you're doing and also Stan in Detroit, right? Yes. With the Pagan tans- Yeah, yeah Pagan tans- tans- yeah, yeah. That same kind of a place where people can gather. And 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 we do
2: here in Kalamazoo with Hearth and Grove. Yeah, with Mm -hmm. Hearth and Grove. So there's a few little ones.
1: We need more of these types of spaces. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then those spaces need to be able to talk to
1: each other. Yeah. Right. And then move and create more spaces throughout the country. Because it seems like Michigan is, (laughs) we're like leading the the charge here in Michigan with you and uh, these other folks, you know, saying, hey, let's have. Let's, get place. Space. Let's build us Let's good space and build things and bring people together.
3: I'm, I'm seeing people across the state starting to get this bug. Um, you know, I know Saranth Odinson is working on a property mm-hmm. right now. And, um, I know there's somebody in Flint working on getting property. Jack Mercer's talked about setting up a temple. Yeah, yeah. The, the time, I think the time has come. Mm.
0: There are a lot of individual callings and now everybody's being brought together.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But think about it's, it, this is going to be especially poignant. This year, because we have lost so much of our community yeah. and uh, with the pandemic going on, yes. think about how it feels if you have ever been to a pagan festival. And it doesn't matter which one it is—Convocation, Michigan Pagan Fest, Three Gates Gathering, Pantheon, Pagan Spirit Gathering. There's so many. If you've ever been, especially if you go to one. More than once. And you see these people returning year after year. Oh, yeah. And what is the most common thing that I hear people say when they get to the festival? any festival it feels like coming home absolutely yeah. and you know what you shouldn't have to pay five hundred dollars and travel a thousand miles to feel like you're coming home yeah. yeah you should have that at home yeah that's
1: i, I and that's it. what i want to create i think that's i think that's beautiful and i think that is very important because that's why we have from the very beginning said go to a festival and things yeah. like that if you if you can if get, you someone, go get go to, to one because go to it's one it's an
0: experience that we can't replicate in most places right, right. now
1: that's right yep. and so I think maybe that is when people are like, no, that will make us too centralized, that, you know, where's the autonomy of, mm-hmm. of, of different pagans and things like that. But I think that would be a, a good way to promote this is to say, but we are a community that needs to be able to gather together. And as you say, not have to pay hundreds of dollars, mm-hmm. sometimes thousands of dollars. Which you want
0: to talk about a class ceiling. Yeah, Yeah, that's
1: a barrier. Yeah. Yeah. That's a huge barrier, a huge barrier for a lot of people. Yeah. And so it's important that we, that may be the way to draw more people into this idea.
2: Yeah, so it sounds like everybody's moving to Michigan looking at... Yeah, the chat. Now, just reminder to
1: everyone,
0: we do have... Immigration! No, <laughs> yes. here in Michigan, so... Bear yeah, that in yeah, mind. It gets pretty fucking
3: cold now. Oh yeah, we, we have
0: about five when, months when making...
2: of okay weather and the rest mm-hmm. of the year sucks.
0: <laughs> and those months but... of okay weather or are rid- also when we're doing road construction, so right. or
1: ridiculously hot. It goes right, from yeah.
3: ridiculously cold to ridiculously yeah. hot. So bear that in mind. Okay, but we do have a wonderful community. We do a yeah. yeah, wonderful do. community. I know there's community down in Texas, but when I lived there, I moved to Michigan in 2003, and I still didn't get connected with the community until 2010. But it was, what, 15 years in Texas as a pagan and never got connected with anybody. Yeah. There's just, there's more and more going on. There's more groups. There's more people doing things. If you live in Lansing, you can come hang out with us. If you live in any other town, I almost guarantee there's something going on someplace that you can go. Yeah. Sure. Well, we have and so many big brides in Michigan. Yeah. yeah, we do. Yeah.
2: And, you know, we've talked about a lot of the stuff that goes on in Michigan, but, like, Diagon Alley in, in Ypsilanti mm-hmm. with, you know, three stores right in a row that and are they're all trying vegan. to get more. Yep. Just the, the stuff – the groups here in Kalamazoo have surprised mm-hmm. me because I didn't mm-hmm. expect them to be in Kalamazoo. Yep. So there's a lot of really good stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And There's still some like pockets like Grand Rapids doesn't have a whole lot going on. Right. But they, currently. Have they, so they have a huge pagan community. Yeah, they some, have a huge pagan
1: community. And they need someone to, to, to lead it. To delete it, it. Yeah. Yep. So yes, we are incredibly, as we're bragging on Michigan, <laughs> we're, we're incredibly, incredibly lucky um, to have so many groups and so many people that we can, you know, that we can have these get-togethers, or at least we yeah. could pre-COVID. Pre-COVID. Right. Um, so what it's going to take is people in other states, first of all, finding each other, uh, because that can be hard. But then people being willing to take someone, up. Yeah. Someone
0: has to, someone has someone to, to be willing up and take up that mantle. Right. And um, up that
1: mantle.
2: Part, part of the, I think, we lost a big venue for people getting together when Witchbox shut down.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there's
2: really nothing but
0: oh,
3: definitely. That definitely. that
2: brain yeah. I mean even I put Communitas Paganas on Witchbox and I still get emails about yeah. it mm-hmm. even though the website's officially shut yeah. down. Now, and so. stuff
3: like Meetup doesn't work
2: like well and meetup is now now they charge. Yeah.
3: We have a meetup, but yeah, it does it, it charges a monthly yep. fee. Which again, um, that's here, Here's one thing to think about though when it comes to putting these communities together. It takes it takes money yeah. Yeah. to a certain extent. Yeah. Um and, and that's and that's why we're fundraising. And I am doing my best. I cut every corner that I can without cutting experiences and try to save as many of the dollars that come in as I can to, to put towards our land fund. But here's the thing. Before COVID, we were getting an average of 15 people every week for our Wednesday night meetings. And we were averaging 20 to 30 for our Sabbaths. And now this is just one half, one position out of the many that I know exist in The Lansing area. Mm -hmm. If everybody just brought three dollars and put in the put in the donations at the Wednesdays, five dollars for the Sabbaths, and if each of the traditions that needed a space could do that, and that's not a lot, almost anybody can handle that. That would pay the space. It doesn't have to be. of dollars from every person five dollars per person would do it Mm -hmm. yeah twenty
0: dollars a month it's that coffee thing yeah like it it costs a cup a cup of coffee right yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. fancy coffee but fancy
1: coffee i think the thing that we have stressed obviously in this conversation but in previous conversations is that as pagans as witches as heathens as whatever you call yourself we do need community. We need to be able to get together. Online has been incredibly valuable. Being able to have, the podcast has allowed a bunch of people to come together on Discord Mm -hmm. and on Facebook.
0: And those communities are also valid
1: and important. Yes. Very valid and important, especially. And
0: we've seen even just this week, the pride really supporting each other. That's right. Uh, That's that's right.
1: It's important to have that, that, uh, and I don't think we want to replace the the value of what online has done for people, but I also think we should be able to still come together in person if, if we can make that happen. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. And I think there are there are more pagans in most people's immediate area than, than they realize, are, and I think that's a big hurdle.
3: 0.4 percent of the population, by a Pew poll than a few years ago, they estimated that 0.4 percent of the population was some variety of pagan. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just for the Greater Lansing Economic Area has a population, as of most recent census, of 534,684. That means in the Greater Lansing Area, there should be 21,387 pagans. Now, every one of those gave $1 a week. Heck with that, 50 cents a week. We could have the biggest temple in the freaking country. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, but, think and I, I mean, just,
0: just with those numbers statistically, <laughs> like, you probably know someone who is at least interested in pages. Yeah, yeah. You just don't problem. know that they are.
1: The problem is, like, we've had people try to do meetups. We had, I remember a year or two ago, someone was diligently trying to host a get-together at a local coffee place nobody showed up. Yeah. And it's hard to get people to get things off the ground, to get things off the ground. And I think part of that is because so many people are in the closet. They're afraid that if they are seen in public Mm -hmm. or somebody overhears them speaking about pagan things, you know, or or, they don't want to
0: be confronted. They don't want to be confronted. They
1: don't want to be have to deal with family members asking questions for valid reasons. Yeah. Uh, Because you know, there are a lot of people, who are still threatened right. uh, by family, by friends, by loss of job, that uh, all that shit.
0: And then on the flip side, if they trying out, to trying to host like a private gathering in your house, brings with it the risks of like I don't know
3: any of these people. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And so bringing the public into your home is just not a good right. idea. Is exactly. why we need- if you're if you're staying at home, you've got to keep it locked down a little bit. But if we have an open space, so have you guys, street or anybody on the Discord chat here? Heard of the term third place.
2: Third place? place? Yeah, yeah. Third place. So churches, I know about it from churches, but churches would do a third place, which would be a place that wasn't affiliated with the church, but would like, so they would like go to Starbucks and do a, mm-hmm. a uh, like a mini Sunday a, school. A church church thing. Right there. So it became less, you could invite your friends, ah, right? Not to mm-hmm. the not, church. Not to the church. We're right. going to this other place, this third place. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't That's your home. It wasn't the church. It was this other place.
3: Mm-hmm. That's it. kind of what we want the temple to be is a third place right. for right. the pagan people. Okay, right. So private. think about, the smoking tenant convocation or just being downstairs or being around the fire and it's a place to hang out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I want to have a, a place where, you know, we're gonna, we've already got vending machines for it and we'll have coffee and we'll put up couches and we're going to have a living library and just a place where people can come and hang out. And yeah, scuba, we can't do it during COVID, yeah. but my goal is to be able to open the doors. Yeah as soon as COVID is done. So I'm putting the framework in place now, putting the the framework in place. the Because even though people, I know it feels like this has
1: gone on forever and it's going to continue forever. It will end eventually. Now, (laughs) it'll be a new normal. It'll be different. I'm going to continue to say like, we're going to have to have new standards. Yeah, yeah, we'll have new standards, but we will it things will get back to a a new kind of normal. Yeah.
2: And we'll have a third place here in Kalamazoo open then called Bahala.
1: Yes.
0: <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> which oddly enough is the drinking establishment attached to the, the, the brewery. The tap room, yeah. yeah. Going back to your point earlier about, you know, people giving money during right. these things. Donations. Mm-hmm. Donations. Is I think that a lot of the a lot of people who have especially come out of Judeo-Christian yeah, people backgrounds about, I'm not tithing. Right, no, I'm not gonna tie. Period. I've done there. I've been that. I've watched my pastor make, uh-huh. you know, six Thanks. figures. Yeah, you know it's it's a it's a hard thing to break.
3: Tithe is like church; it has a very
1: Christian kind of. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. The Athen was just saying, "I am not tithing." Right. <laughs> yeah. And that's fair. But so, donations and tithes are not the same thing. Right. So they're right. very
2: different. And that's where like we've been unbelievably blessed to use a Christian term. Um
0: You can have pagan blessings. <laughs> right. We do have pagan blessings. Right, we do have yeah, <laughs> pagan <laughs> blessings.
2: We've been incredibly humbled yeah. and blessed by the you know our patrons, the amount of support. Yeah. That we get through Patreon. Um, And,
1: you know, every one of you kittens who gives us a a dollar. Oh, my God. Seriously, we love you kittens. We're not even kidding when we say you guys are the reason we've been able to survive COVID. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> literally, because, literally. So my, my
2: point was, that's hard for some people to do just because yeah, they, have, um,
1: emotional they rejection. have an emotional
2: rejection to it. And actually, several people have been saying that on the uh, Discord, you know, that's that's hard to get past. Mm-hmm. So I think you have to think of it in a different way. And that's, you know, one of the things that I, I know a lot of people had a problem with our Patreon or with Patreon was that it's a monthly thing. And so, so that's, we that's why we coffee. opened up coffee. So I don't mm-hmm. know if you're familiar with coffee, uh but it's K-O-F-I, and it's a one-time thing yeah people and
0: just make a one-time donation You can
2: make that. a one-time donation of basically a cup of coffee it's three bucks it's been a great thing because it's it's helped people who wanted to be able to donate who didn't want to give monthly monthly mm-hmm. or we've got a couple of patrons who are they pay for a year upfront.
0: yep <laughs> yep it's just yeah, easier so for them. Of those. yep and yep. so that's
2: just another way that that can happen um is that you can just do it through that app
0: finn says the difference to me is you guys made it very clear from the start that we are never obligated to send money, which is true. Yeah. As we're in a church setting, you are guilted into giving. That yeah. is so yeah. true. Yeah. No
2: kidding. <laughs> yeah. I mean.
3: Okay. There's guilting into giving by saying, "Okay, the Bible says you must tithe, so you better give us 10% or we're going to come after you." What are you doing buying that car when you haven't been given to the church? And I, <laughs> I, I hear, yeah. I hear where you're coming and from prosperity on that. I already right? yeah, so, but. Yeah. but First off, there is an understanding in most magic traditions that you get out of it what you put in, first off. Mm-hmm. You get out of things what you put into them. And, and that goes for money as well as energy and time. And, frankly, I would love, I, I love getting energetic donations as much as money donations because I do not take any money from waivers of the web. Not a dime. I put into it out of my personal pocket. I tithe Personally, out of what I get paid for the seminary and any other job that I do, I, I don't get paid for Weavers of the Web, and I put in 20, sometimes 30 hours a week working on this stuff. Y- you get what you put in. If somebody wanted to put in energy, I could use help with advertising. I could use help with doing youth ministries. I could use help with all kinds of things. Right? Energy is valid as money, first off. If you're okay with always meeting in a public and not having a private space of our own. And if you're okay with rituals that are done with the bare minimum, because we can't afford to buy backdrops and costumes and lighting and pyrotechnics and, you know, whatever, there's all <laughs> kinds of stuff that I could get that would make rituals cooler, right? be <laughs> you know, talked about ritual construction. Y'all did a couple of weeks yeah. ago. <laughs> um, if you... Put the, the the money and the energy and the time in to help make the thing go, You'll get back out of it. You'll get the, the land and the building and the space and the regular meetings and really fucking awesome rituals that you couldn't get anywhere else. Yeah, like what Black, yeah. yeah. Black Cat
0: says, I can see the physical and mental knee-jerk reaction to the word tithing, but what if you call it what it is? You're funding what you want to see prosper, and there's nothing wrong with that.
3: Yeah, I agree with right. that. I think that's a great way to put it. And that's and, why I call it, fundraising (laughs) And, and,
0: and you're right there are a lot of traditions um including heathenry Mm-hmm. Where Gebo, the gift cycle, mm-hmm. is is an obligation. That's a spiritual obligation that you have. You mm-hmm. have to pay back into the things that you gain from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I give so that you may give, et cetera, yeah. et cetera, et cetera, on and on forever into eternity. Like a circle.
3: Yeah. The cool thing that that I have found is that people start coming and I never I never poke anybody. I would never ever go up to somebody and say, Dude, I saw you eating out last week. Why couldn't you have thrown some money out? You know, or dude, how'd you afford that new car if you can't? ever afford to give to us no i don't do that i don't i don't guilt anybody we do a cauldron blessing at the end of every meeting and ritual and it's just a cauldron we run on donations you give what you receive may all of us have many blessings in store that's it and and i don't i don't pass the bowl or or anything else but what i found is that people who start coming regularly and they start feeling like they're getting something out of it and they feel like they they found a home Mm-hmm. they found a community and they'll they'll swear up and down at the first that I can't afford to do anything, I can't afford to give any, anything. But then they'll start putting it in a little bit here, a little bit there. But they find it because they find that it is worth it, and that tells me that I, I guess I'm doing something right. <laughs> yeah. As much as I, as much as I personally feel with imposter syndrome and and everything else, that tells me that that we're, we're doing something good. We're doing something right. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and the the point you made about you know feeling like you found home is a good one because. Mm-hmm. If it's your home, you help keep it up. Yep.
1: Well, Chris uh, just said, I like the UU church I go to because they always say that they appreciate what you can give. But if that's just your presence, that's good, too. Being there Absolutely. or volunteering energy, as you were saying,
3: you yeah. know, volunteering
1: time, yep. talent. Yep. That's Helping.
3: A- just showing up is awesome because it's way more fun. It is way more fun. To have a discussion group with 15 people than with five? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I will (laughs) also say. My family can account for eight.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I will also say, though, that it is always great when you walk into a place that's new to you, and there's a larger group of people already there, mm-hmm. because you feel like you can kind of melt into the yeah, background Yeah, you, sort of, you
0: can
1: sort of slide in there right. in the edges, whereas if, if there's I, like five people and they all clearly know each other.
2: Right, exactly. So but I will
1: also say, though, we have experience times, which is why we started Communitas, was that, you know, sometimes you get groups that oh, yeah, you are show up and- very they say they're open but they're very insular and you don't feel welcome. Yeah. And so that's gotta be a component too, is that new people coming in are, are welcome. welcomed. Yeah. and
0: It's not, not just a, it's not, not just a word on your website, right? It's not just a word <laughs> right. on your
1: website, like, hey, here's an open witch ritual, everyone's welcome. welcome, and then you feel like you're not welcome. And then you show up and you get death glares. <laughs> and you get death glares. <laughs> right. And nobody will talk to talk you. To you.
3: Uh-huh. One of the things that I wanted to focus on when we first started was was trying to make sure that I greeted everybody when they showed up. Oh, here's a new face, I to go up and hang with and introduce myself, welcome. How are you telling me about yourself and all that? It got a little frustrating about the middle of last year, I think, when we really started taking off and growing our attendance and stuff and there would be there would be weeks where people would show up and I would have so many other people trying to get my attention at the end of the discussion that I wouldn't have a chance to greet the new people. So some of our regulars started stepping up and doing that. Right. And I watched people I watched people who were very insular, very perverted actually step out and, and and go up and say, hey, how are you doing? Here's how we do things here. Here's what you can expect. Would you like a card? Uh, for the chance, here's what we're gonna have. Are you okay with eating this? And, and showing people around. And I never, I never asked anybody to do this. But they just started doing it on their own. And that's, that's when you know you're building community. That's true. Because it should be me. It shouldn't be about me. I don't want it to be about me. Good lord. Anybody that knows me personally knows that I don't necessarily want to be in the spotlight. (laughs) I want to be a community. And the community steps up and, and, and it it takes, takes control and, and, and welcomes people in it, it, it grows on its own that was one of the best things
0: that sort of developed around the pride that we started we started seeing this happen i guess a couple of months after we started the facebook group and the discord mm-hmm. was that people would ask questions but they were no longer waiting for us to answer them that's right they right. were answering each other's questions and helping yeah, and each giving other. each other advice and support and love With, and that was when we realized like oh this like Matters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like these people are connecting to each other and not just to us. And this is an actual community. Yep.
1: Yeah, and they are creating a community that helps one another. Yep. Yeah. But the point is we can have that in real, t- in real life as well as online. I think both are important. Yep. Be, they yeah. Scooby did say. Yes, Some that, people need to lurk the first time. Though. And that's mm-hmm. true. That's true. But you can still be made to feel welcome and then left to lurk. Yep. Right. <laughs> you, you can get that hello and the offer of
0: assistance. And then, you know, and then the just, job of the person who's creating you is to figure, out when they
1: should back off. That's right. Yeah. That's
2: right. Yeah. You don't want to be that salesperson who's, you know, follows Probably, you around the store. Oh or God.
1: God. Yeah. <laughs> um,
2: now I know that you're currently doing stuff online because COVID. Right. <laughs> Have you grown in the amount of people because you're online, like people from other States?
3: Yes and no. We've lost some regulars. There are some people who don't feel comfortable with any kind of online interaction because they're just terrified of getting outed at work. Mm. Or people who don't have safe space at home, so they don't have any place where they can safely join a Zoom call or watch a ritual or anything else. Yeah. But on the other hand, we have started to get some people in from other states, from around the country. I gotta give a, a thank you to my, to the Mother Church on um, this one because they have been advertising for us and putting our events on the church's calendar and when they had the, um, Godcon at Lama's, they were plugging us in the chat rooms, and at the end of the festival, and we got some people that way that started coming in, and now consider us to be the spiritual home, which is really kind of cool. Yeah.
2: Is there a way that people who watch you online can then donate, since they do consider you the? the oh home? yeah.
3: So we have. Uh, we have PayPal set up. Folks can uh, send money by PayPal, and we also have a Patreon set up. And our Patreon allows folks to have access to we've got we've only got a handful of levels, but like for five dollars a month, folks can get um, blog posts that I do that talk about. How I came up with a given ritual. That's what neat. was the thinking behind this this Sabbath ritual, this full moon ritual, this new moon ritual, and pictures of the altars and stuff. $10, they get um, access to the write-up that I would otherwise be handing out if we were in person. But they get access to them online and they can download them. At $15 they get access to recordings of all of our Wednesday night meetings. And at $20, they get access to uh, recordings of all of our rituals. So if somebody can't make it to one or they want to go back and look at it again, sometimes we do uh, guided meditations and things like that. Mm -hmm. They can subscribe and get access to those. Very cool. So one of the things that I wanted to mention real quick, because I saw scroll way back, in the in the chat somebody said something about there's a lot of farmland available in Michigan. Yes. There is mm-hmm. and we are not looking at it. And I'll tell you why. One of my focuses is disability inclusion. Yeah. yeah. I live with physical disabilities myself and I live in a family riddled with them. We have blind people, we have autistic people, we have Ehlers-Danlos syndrome and complications thereof. And I have close friends who are housebound, wheelchair-bound, what what have you. I want this to be accessible to everybody. So uh, as we search for property for the Lansing Pagan Temple Project, we are looking exclusively at property that is within the CATA Spectran limits. And that means that somebody who uses... Spectran who has to doesn't even ride the regular bus, it gets a, a special van to come and pick mm-hmm. them up, can get there.
0: Good, that's good. Awesome.
3: Yeah. Because I want it I want it to be accessible. And even once we get past COVID We will still be live streaming our discussions and our rituals Mm -hmm. so that if somebody can't get out, they can still come.
2: Our discussion last week, you said you had something special you wanted to announce tonight. Is that still going to (laughs) happen?
3: Sure. All right. So this is kind of a twofer. (laughs) Um, One of the ways that I hope to uh, support funding the Temple Project is by opening a store. And, uh, that store launch is in progress. The store is going to be called Keys to Manifestation. We already have a website up at www.manifestlancing.com. It- As soon as I get my uh, paperwork back from the state, we will start putting products up. We're going to focus with that on obviously being an occult supply shop so that people who come to events can get whatever supplies they want, your your standard, your incense, your stones, your candles, and whatnot. But we also want to provide a place for local artisans to sell their work. And as part of that, part two of the announcement, (laughs) is that, Twisted Willow Subcompany, if you've ever been to Peggy or Convocation, you know the soap stand with the soaps and the deodorants and all of the lotions and the lovely, lovely things. They have been preparing to launch a line of magical products, not just body care but actual magical products, and those will be offered – at least for the time being, exclusively through Keys to Manifestation. Very
0: cool. Nice.
3: So keep your eyes out for that. Yeah, very
0: awesome. exciting. Yeah. That sounds great. We cool. love Twisted Willow so for do. sure. We <laughs> oh do. Well,
2: we love Twisted Willow. But more than that, <laughs> we, we love the people We of yeah. Twisted Willow. We, we, love, yeah. the, we so. love the people.
0: <laughs> and, of course, we, just we like, also do just like their products. Carr actually uses their
1: soaps, which is amazing, because before Twisted Willow, he used exclusively ivory Soap. That's yeah, true. Yeah. But also, we just like to work... Pagans who are crafters or mm-hmm. have a business or anybody who got a side hustle something, yeah. You got
2: a side hustle? Let us know. Us know. Let, let us know. We will
1: do our best to support you. So yeah, that's Solonox,
2: I, I'm sorry if I put you on the spot on that, but you know we talked about it.
1: So <laughs> if you reveal anything
0: to he will make sure there's a big announcement about it. <laughs> that's pretty much true.
2: <laughs> well. Thank you very much for being with us. Did yes. you have anything else that you wanted to cover or were there any questions from the, 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 Discord. Discord, the Discord that we need to get answered from you all?
3: I did want to add that one of the, one of the things that we will be providing with our temple state is uh, a home for the pagans and eat food patrons. Excellent. Uh, Excellent. They, they have a storage building right now is about all we can say for it. And um, we want to provide them not only storage, but a place where they can do distribution in a safe and healthy manner so that they, you know, there's a place where people can come and it's not out in the weather. That's going to be one of the things that we provide. That's very cool. That's very cool. We
0: know uh, PIN has had some, had some troubles.
1: That's right. And so anything to support PIN is awesome.
3: So the the website for us is www.pinn.com. WeaversoftheWeb.org is the website for the church, and there are um, links and pages up there for the Temple Project. You can see how far we are with our fundraising. You can uh, get over to the Patreon or to PayPal to donate or subscribe. Um, and the website for the store, again, is and Yes, it's kind of just a placeholder right now. like I'm waiting for the um, paperwork to come back from the state of Michigan to say we're legal. And then we can start launching stuff. Awesome. Alright. All right. Well,
0: it was, it was great talking to you Solanox. That's yep. right. And
1: joining us. Of course, we will do everything we can to support what
0: you're doing. the web and, yep. uh, and Manifest, which sounds like it's going to be. Absolutely. Yeah. Manifestation mm-hmm. sounds like it's going to be a great store. Um, and we Yes, yes, which you mentioned offhand
3: and are now chained to forever. Um, I'm obligated, right? (laughs) Oh, hey, I do have a festival. I do have a festival I can tell you guys about. It's coming up this weekend, this weekend, Wicca Press. You can go to www.wikapress.com. At the bottom of the page, you'll see a link that says Book Fair. We are hosting the first ever Peytonage Michigan Virtual Book Festival, and I'm already getting nice. pushed to make this an annual event. We're going to have anywhere from 10 to 14, i got to get the rest of the confirmations back in, authors from around the country. One is going to have an opportunity to talk about themselves, talk about their work read excerpts from their work, and answer questions from the audience. Mm -hmm. And this is an entirely free event, 100% free, because we're just trying to do something to help the community connect Mm. in the age of Corona when, you know, authors can't do book trainings and we can't go to festivals and do workshops and things like that. So wikipress.com, click on the book fair. Um, All of the links to the workshops are going to go up there this week. It's going to start 10 a.m. Saturday morning. Yeah. 10am cool. Eastern.
0: Oh, Very cool. And yeah. we will definitely be looking into that. Cause yeah, a lot of authors missed out on the source. Oh, yeah. So yep. many. Yeah. So yeah. well, that's a really good resource. So thank you for joining us, Solanox. Oh, uh, to
2: end? To end. Oh, the, the well, ending shit. of the thing. Alright, so you've been listening to Three Pagans and a Cat. <laughs> you can, oh, you know what? You can do what Finn does. Uh huh. Finn Googles us. <laughs> so just Google the number three, Pagans and a Cat.
1: So you mean be like Finn? Be like
0: Finn. <laughs> <Get yelled laughs>
1: my car. Be <laughs> <laughs> like Bing and Google three and a cat. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you everybody in the Discord. Thank you Solenox. and I guess that's it. Yep, that's, that's it. it. Good, night. Good night. Good night. Thank you so much.